to the Unrestricted Movie Podcast. We're going to delve into the movies that our religious leaders and our families maybe were uncomfortable to watch and, and told us not to watch. The movies that were a little risque were, were classified R by the MPAA. Yep. Um, Basically the entire category of R-rated movies, that was like, that's the big thing. Right. No R movies. There were some even PG-13 movies that I was warned against watching by certain family members and... <laughs> And certain pious religious leaders, just because they were a little—I I don't know what you would call it—scandalous, or or they'd show also, a little movie, or whatever. Also, Friends and Seinfeld. I, I <laughs> no joke. Okay, no joke. I had a bishop over the pulpit proclaim that Seinfeld was like, no, you cannot watch it. No joke. Was that like an anti-Semitic thing? Or I don't. <laughs> You never know, Ryan. Yeah, no, uh, Seinfeld was pretty risque just for its time. I think they, they talked a lot about sex. And, I mean, the the most famous episode is the, the bet, right? The challenge. Right. Where they all make a bet not to uh, not to masturbate. And right. Kramer was the first one. I'm out! <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you, because now we're out. <laughs> I mean, let, let's get into it, though, about what we're talking about what i mean we're we're former members of the mormon religion as the world knows it uh, the lds religion as they used to be called and i guess now it, you would have to say the religion of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints co little snark yeah yeah we, we both grew up in this religion with pretty pious families in i mean utah in the state of utah where i don't know 75 percent of the state used to be mormon i don't know what the it's, statistic it's closer now. to 50 50 in fact there might be more non-mormons now than there are full right. mormons right. and certainly i mean the amount of people who are not fully active or former mormons and, but I, that's a whole nother thing I, I think that's okay to talk about this for now um just because i, I think we may attract some listeners that are former Mormons or even former religious people. Like, like I, I, I bet you anything there's former Jehovah's Witnesses or, or, or former evangelicals mm -hmm. that were in the same boat as us where they were restricted to viewing certain kinds of media by their families and they grew up, you know, not having that broad window of entertainment. Sure. But yeah, uh, the, the LDS religion, we're no longer members of that and, and uh, we, we did grow up in it. And Tell me about your journey with that. Yeah, so I mean, I'm going to focus on, you know, movies in general. Like we said, rated R movies were considered really bad. Like, it's hard to explain it because, like, the pressure to not, like, to be a good person and to be basically perfect was is huge. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And especially as a, like, as a young person in the church, the, like, the leadership and familial pressure, and it's, it's a big thing. Yeah, I think there's a, an element of shame that comes along with that when, especially when you're a young person, when you're of the, the youth age, you know, between the ages of, of 12 and 18, there's so much pressure to be sanitized and to be not of the world but like what was that like for you having that pressure i mean i i think growing up in the church you don't realize it sometimes but ha being a former uh, religious person now I, I realized that it stunted my growth in ways and really took away a lot of things that I think make me um, the person that I am now but like honestly like you have people trying to control things that you do down to what movies and entertainment you know you consume I don't know that the whole dynamic of it is interesting and it, it did affect me uh, yeah. in my life yeah, for sure. Like, I, I think in this podcast, we're, we're going to steer clear of bashing religion. Right. And we're going to steer clear of, like, being the, the type of new atheist, like, praising Richard Dawkins and, like, <laughs> and that, that sort of thing. I'm not afraid to say 
that you know my feelings toward my former religion the LDS religion is is that I grew up in a cult and I'm not afraid to say that and I I say that because of the cult tactics of control that you mentioned right. and I understand that offends that may offend some people and and that's just my view that that's my opinion of what I experienced of of cult tactics being implemented in my life um, to control my behavior well Ryan I don't I don't think you're gonna offend too many people <laughs> if anyone even does decide to listen to this podcast because this, this if goes you're to our one viewer well here if you're listening to <laughs> a listener. podcast about rated R movies yeah. and you're a fully devout Mormon, then you have some repenting to do now. But you, so. you don't think that there's troll mm -hmm. listeners that, that look for podcasts like, well, like this? I don't. Like Listen, this is not, this is a not an ex-Mormon podcast. This is a podcast about, <laughs> about movies, movies. Okay. This is just our background. All right. So, yeah. you know, if, if you are sensitive to us talking openly about religion, go on. Grow a spine. <laughs> there are good things and bad things about religion. In this podcast, and most of our conversations are probably going to be negative. So this is um, what it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, when it comes to our our own religious uh, religious experience and looking back, there is a, a lot of negativity and and perhaps um, uh, longing for what we could have experienced but didn't. Sure. But knowing that we're able to experience those things now, and we're young, we're both young and and able to really do what we want now and, and be free of the shackles of what uh, very conservative type religion like that entails. Yeah, well, I, you know, I'm excited because I'm going to get to watch a shitload of kick-ass movies yeah, that I never got to watch before, and I get to experience them as a full-grown adult, and I would like to think that I'm going to appreciate that probably more now. Um, but, no, I'm, I'm excited to go on this journey and to get to experience a bunch of new things and enjoy some really awesome uh, films. So when you were a kid and not watching rated R movies because your parents wouldn't let you or because – was it that? Was it was it the religion telling you not to or was it your family telling you not to or was it a, a mixture of both or was it just like a, a feeling of shame you might feel for watching something you weren't yeah. supposed to? So that's a good point. Um I think it's a combination of all of that because, I mean, clearly my parents were believers in the religion as well and for the most part held all the moral standards that would go along with the religion. Um, but, I mean, we had some rated R movies around the house. My dad watched rated R movies. Um, my mom, not so much. Um, but, no, they wouldn't let me watch rated R movies, certainly not in the house. Um, I think they would have been disappointed to know if I was watching rated R movies. Yeah. But then also like, what, what would they do? What would their reaction be? They caught you watching them? They never did. So, uh, <laughs> um, was it because you I don't know, just didn't? grounded okay. or whatever, but no, I mean, I think it's ingrained in you from a young age to avoid certain things like rated R movies and certain types of media. And I think it's just like the scare tactics and the shame and the guilt you feel over doing those things that kept me in line. And I'm really, I'm, I'm a rule follower. Yeah. Um, well, I have been my like whole life. Even still, you think? Even, even still, for the most part. I mean, obviously I, I don't ascribe to any religion. Um, Would you but, run a red light in the middle? Like you're, you're driving in the middle of the night. There's no cars around. Would you run a red light? No. <laughs> even if, if, if there's no camera? <laughs> I would sit and wait. Okay. So that's just me. Um, I don't know. So maybe that's the difference between me and you, Ryan. Because I know Ryan, you've had a you had a little bit of a different experience. I would run. Right? I would run. Because you, you would. Yeah, you're just a terrible person. So. <laughs> yeah, that that is the difference. I, I'm terrible. <laughs> I I was brought up good, but I became terrible. No, right. I, I I wanted to bring up something 
Josh, the, the yeah, For the Strength of Youth pamphlet. Okay. Um, this was a pamphlet that the church released. I believe the first version might have been when we were youth. I don't know if there was a version before the 90s. I don't know. But I was very familiar with this. Uh, so there was a, a, a booklet that was released in uh, 1990. It was called For the Strength of Youth, and it was released by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And it was a booklet to help the youth understand what was morally correct, what media to consume, what to do with their bodies, how to keep themselves pure, um, what kind of language to use. This is like our church-approved moral compass. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Like, And it was hammered into us at a young age i think even before 12 years old oh yeah i'm sure i'm sure like in primary where like the like i don't know how you describe primary it's where the little kids go yeah to learn about jesus Pre-teens, yeah right the, the little kids yeah they, they sing songs like jesus wants me as a son beam <laughs> That's one of them. Yeah. That's one. I thought you were going to sing along. Oh, no. Nah, there will be no singing for me on this podcast. <laughs> what if our audience demands it? Our audience have won. We shall see. <laughs> um, anyway, so the, for the Strength of Youth pamphlet, um, there was a section. I'm just going to read a little bit from here. Is that okay? Go ahead, man. So the, the section is media, movies, television, radio, video cassettes, <laughs> books, and magazines. So again, this was 1990. So the, this was before the days of DVD. So um, it says, Our Heavenly Father has counseled us as Latter-day Saints to seek after anything virtuous, lovely, or of good report or praiseworthy. And uh, that quote was taken from one of Joseph Smith's articles of faith. Joseph Smith being the con man that started the <laughs> LDS religion. Um, going on, it says, whatever you read, listen to, or watch makes an impression on you. Public entertainment and the media can provide you with much positive experience. They can uplift and inspire you, teach you good and moral principles, and bring you closer to the beauty this world offers. But they can also make what is wrong and evil look normal, exciting, and acceptable. <laughs> okay, so... I'm sorry. That This is the first time that I've read that I've read or heard a language in that for decades, probably. <laughs> tactics right it's so silly it's 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 like the, the tactics they use i'm sorry it, it is silly and it's just like they're they're trying to think about being a little kid 12 years old and reading something like that and and then having a conception of, of hell of, of the outer darkness that the church teaches you where you could go there if if you watch a rated r movie and if you do you know if you say a swear word or if you drink coffee just think about that how scary that is for a, a little kid anyway so um the next paragraph talks about staying clear of all kinds of pornography and then it goes on don't attend or participate in any form of entertainment including concerts movies and video cassettes <laughs> that is vulgar immoral inappropriate suggested or pornographic in any way let me talk about this <laughs> let me talk about this because there yeah. the church's views on what pornography is i don't think it aligns with what the world considers pornography i, I think the church explain explain Ryan. i think the church's views on what constitutes as pornography might be a little more broad than what pornography actually is i think let's say there's some nudity in a pg-13 or rated r movie the church will consider that pornography there will be church leaders that will consider that pornography there's a scene in titanic where kate winslet strips down to be drawn for art ryan to be drawn as one of jack's french girls <laughs> did you know uh just a little trivia that was james cameron that drew that yes i did yeah yes i knew good, that. he's a pretty good illustrator yeah anyways there, that scene i believe the church would consider pornography i'm waiting i'm waiting for james cameron's like children's book to come out <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> called. This is a new thing. Called the French girls. 
<laughs> Me and the French Girls by James Cameron. Sea Jack. Sea Jack. Sea Jack Run. We don't need to see all the things. Sea Jack draw one of his French girls. <laughs> um, but anyways, about this because I, I I don't I don't want to stay on this subject too long. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. A few years before. I ended up leaving the church. I, I was an adult, a married man. I wanted to take my wife out on a date to the movie theater. And we wanted, and she wanted, I wanted her to, to pick the movie. And she picked a horrible movie, in, in my opinion, and in her opinion too, later on. I don't think she really enjoyed the movie. But she picked um, Fifty Shades of Grey, okay? And I was fine with seeing this. I, I knew it would be garbage, but she picked it and she posted it on social media. Hey, we're uh, excited to see Fifty Shades of Grey with my oh, husband tonight. And By the way, I'm such a better Mormon than you because I would have never seen that movie. In in the Mormon world, this was so scandalous. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, so this movie, for anyone who hasn't seen it, Fifty Shades, is about sex and magic. It's, a, it's an S&M movie. It's about um, uh, domination, and there's a lot of sex, nudity. Um, and it's 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 tamer than what you would think. I was gonna say, obviously, I have not seen it. Is yeah. there actually a lot of nudity in it? There is. Okay. Um, the the main actress and, and the main actor uh, get nude. There's there's a few sex scenes, but it's not. Nothing pornographic. It's nothing. You don't see full penetration. Of many you don't. Housewives, probably. Yeah, like. Sorry. Anyway, so she posted this on social media that we were going to see Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, we were, I believe at this time, we were inactive at church. We weren't fully out, but we were inactive, and we didn't really care. We were seeing rated R movies all the time. We we were doing, we were living our lives, doing what we wanted without the control of the standards of the church. And one of the first reactions to my wife's Facebook post about going to see this movie was a plea from one of my family members. Please, please don't do this. Again, this wasn't my post. This was my wife's post. And the, and he goes, please, please don't see this. Please think of your soul. Something to that extent. Like like her soul was in danger for the possibility of seeing this, this movie about a guy with a king. <laughs> Two anyway, consenting adults. Two consenting adults. Right. Yes. It's about, there is consent in the movie. Anyway, so the movie was trash. It doesn't matter. It was, it was dumb. But it wasn't pornography. And it wasn't putting my wife's soul at, at risk. Anyways, I just want to share that anecdote. Um, I think that's great, Ryan. I just, just to add a little bit, but this, this will be our most religious episode, I'm yeah, quite sure. For sure. Um, but so I don't want to give, I don't want to get into the, you made a list or whatever. Um, so Ryan is so Ryan has prepared a list of rated R movies that we could watch and there, we'll talk there, about. It's a list of movies that I have watched. I think I've watched all okay. of them, and I, I enjoy these. Right. Movies. So ninety percent of those movies I have never seen. A few of them I've seen since leaving religion. A very small handful of them I have seen while in religion. And I just I have to say it's really sad because every time I would venture out into the R-rated world, I would feel so guilty and shameful about afterwards. That's all I really wanted to say. Is like it, what you go through as a very religious person when you quote unquote make a mistake or when you sin it's um it's not a good healthy uh place or good healthy feelings so those aren't good healthy feelings to have after watching a movie right. I, I just think it's silly and, and i think it's it's the, the the church instills an internal shame but there are external shame factors as well like well, for example you might have an internal shame based on the knowledge that you shouldn't see something but also there are external factors like like i mentioned family members that may find out that you're watching something you shouldn't or seminary teachers that that may instill in you every single day with lessons the well, type of media you should view how about the whole idea of if you if you make or if you commit a big enough sin that you have to go 
talk to your ecclesiastical yes. leaders, yes. your bishop, uh, to like to confess your sins to them. Because the whole idea of that is if you're not temple worthy, quote unquote temple worthy, you need to confess your sins. You need to become temple worthy or or worthy of taking the sacrament or worthy of whatever. If, if, you're, if you've done something wrong, you're not worthy. You're not pure. So right. you need to confess those sins to, like you say, one of your leaders, uh, that being the bishop or one of his counselors. Who the hell wants to do that? Yeah, and, and, and who are these people anyways? They no, it's it's shameful. It's, it's what it is. Like it's another way of inducing shame. That I ha- you have to go tell someone outside of your family or any a confidant, right? Like a random old guy, right? Pl- Plumber John, right? Who is the bishop of the ward and who has the keys to the the priesthood to to give you forgiveness, basically, to 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 tell you what to do to to be forgiven of your sins. He'll he'll give you a pamphlet, maybe, or he'll say do. Three Hail Marys. In our, no, 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 no. Read a scripture. Right. Read a scripture. You know, go home. Don't uh, watch any more rated R movies and call me in the morning. Don't partake of the sacrament Whatever. this week. And and that's another shameful thing. It if, is. If you're in church and they're passing out the sacrament of bread and water and in front of everybody, you don't take a, you don't take bread or you don't take the water. They're, they, they question to themselves, well, I wonder what he did. Must be masturbating again or, or must be. It's another virtue signaling. Yeah. Like, which is a buzzword, but right. Um, I just wanted to finish out the last part of this uh, this pamphlet here. Uh, uh, it goes on: Don't be afraid to walk out of a movie, <laughs> turn off oh a television set, or change a radio station if what's being presented does not meet your heavenly Father's standard. How, okay, <laughs> can so we question, talk about that? Question: Okay, Ryan, have you ever walked out of a movie for moral reasons? Okay, no, not for okay. moral reasons. I have walked out of a movie. I mean, I'm movie. sure you've been to some shitty movies and you walked out. But... I have walked out. I don't remember what movie I walked out of. I think it might. I think I walked out of Be Cool, which was the the sequel to Get Shorty. I hated that movie. <laughs> it had The Rock and like like Get Shorty was a very it was a, a it was a very comedic and, and, and quick paced film. It was really good, but Be Cool was like a, a cash grab and it was it wasn't funny. It was shit. So I walked out. <laughs> What, what about you? Have you walked out of a movie based on moral your moral standards? I think really hard about this. I don't think that I ever have. But we we both heard of. I've thought of. I've thought about it before. I think so. I ser- I went on a mission. I served a mission. I did missionary work for the church. And when I came back, I started watching movies again because when you're on your mission, you don't watch movies. Yeah. I think I went to see... You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to. Um, I think we went and saw Tropic Thunder. Uh-huh. And I think... Cause I was like fresh off of the mission. I think uh-huh. I almost walked out of it. Even though I knew it was rated R. <laughs> did, did the blackface get to you? No. Yeah. <laughs> RDJ, man. No. Um, I think it was all the F-bombs. Oh, really? Yeah. You had your five fingers up and you were telling down, if it gets past five F-bombs, I'm walking out of here. <laughs> no, but I literally felt, felt like sick to my stomach in that movie because of, oh, because of the language. Wow. But that's, you know, did that's you feel how like, it is. Did you feel like the devil had some, some hold on you? No. We're told not to watch movies on our mission. Um, if you do, you're going against mission standards, mission rules, and you're letting the devil inspire you. Right. And you're told to be perfectly obedient, like th- those right. exact words. Right. So so on, on our missions, we were given a, a separate handbook, the mission handbook, and these have even stricter rules than the, for, the, for the strength of youth ha- handbook. It's like for the strength of youth handbook on crack. Yes. Like honestly. It's 
like obviously there are organizations like like the army you know military members will have certain standards that they're supposed to abide by um it's the same thing for, for the mission but they were just ludicrous they they a lot of them didn't make any sense um anyway so i i was in an area i i served in the dominican republic from 2005 to 2007 and during that time uh there was a mission impossible that came out that i really wanted to see <laughs> and, uh me and my my mission companion we snuck out one night and we said we said we're going to the movies. You guys went to the, the movie We said theater? we're going to the movies. So we put on we yeah. put on our civ clothes. This is so I, this I, is so bad for a missionary we, to we, do. We, we put on our civilian clothes and I don't know how I thought I was, you know, mixing in because I, I was like the only white guy in the <laughs> amongst a bunch of Dominicans in the movie theater. Anyways, we, we snuck in. It, it was great. It was it was my my favorite one of my favorite experiences on on the mission, to be honest. I, I have you no didn't regrets. feel guilty about it afterwards. I, I have zero, zero regrets. Did about you that. tell? Did you confess to your mission president? No, no, not at all. I, I think at that time I was like, I don't care. Like you were, you were towards the end. I was I was having so many doubts. You know, my, my companions could feel that. I'm sure they had a bunch of talks with the the mission president about that. But I, I had so many doubts at that point. And then <laughs> later on that same month, I believe we uh, watched The Passion of the Christ on a DVD, pirated DVD, <laughs> inside. We, we we watched The Passion of the Christ inside one of the chapels. <laughs> For Easter, it was an Easter no, present. Ryan, a raid on our movie in the chapel. <laughs> let me just say, I still I haven't seen that movie. Either. Let, let, let me just say, I, I, I thought about putting Passion of the Christ on on the list. Oh hell no, I don't want to watch I, that. I'm sorry, I I can't anymore. I I'm I'm trying. <laughs> we would to be avoid... making fun of it, you know. I don't I don't think I could. There there are aspects of um, looking past the artist and, and appreciating the art, but I I'm trying to avoid putting any Mel Gibson movies on this list. I I just hate. I, I can't stand Mel Gibson anymore. Oh, it's the Mel Gibson. It's not even a religion thing. Jim Caviezel, I can't stand. And Mel Gibson, oh uh, no, he's like very anti-Semitic and very oh. racist. I just can't. Well, stand yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I know about him. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and Jim Caviezel is just like part of the Q conspiracy now. It's like, it's so crazy. Like so, anyways, that that movie sucked. It was it was just torture porn where they they kill you know Jesus over two hours and torture him. It's very bloody. It's not good. I, I'm not putting it on the list. I, I just kind of want to share like why I've seen so many rated R movies, so many more rated R movies than you have. Okay, like go for it, man. I'm interested to know. Like like, like from a kid, um, my parents didn't put so many restrictions on me, and while the restrictions were were conceivably there from the church, I I wasn't so much of a rule follower. You know, I I I, I like to color out outside the lines. <laughs> you go, man. Um, but yeah, like I, I, I think ever since I was given a library card, you know, from the age of <laughs> 10 years old, I would go to the library alone and I would pick out, you could pick up to 10 movies at a time and I would pick out all the DVDs that I wanted. And I was exposed from a young age to some very adult material. And when I say adult material, I, I don't mean pornographic films. I mean, very adult themed documentaries adult themed dramas and like cerebral films that really opened my mind to a lot of things outside of my bubble outside of my religious bubble and my my parents knew that i was well, bringing home all these movies and, and yeah i would try to hide some you know in, in, in my library bag and watch them alone in my room because i mean i'm grateful my, my parents would let us all, all four of us kids we each had a tv in, in our room you know and so I, I could consume all this media alone and i, I 
I didn't really have anybody to talk to about the movies that I would watch. You know, I didn't talk to my family about it. But I would just consume all this media. And I think, you know, I, I don't think my, my parents were, were too um, pious when, when it came to... To the media they consumed either like they I remember like, like my mom especially my mom I remember one time we, we shared a, a motel room together and, and uh, she was they were waiting for all of us kids to fall asleep and I I woke up one night I look at the TV and I see that my, my mom and my dad are watching showgirls on the TV <laughs> And, and Showgirls was a very exciting film for a 10-year-old or whatever. Sure it was, although I haven't seen it. And so I, I did the the, cover, the pretend covering my eyes thing, even though I was supposed to be asleep. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I was exposed to you know certain kinds of media as a as a kid that really opened my eyes to to what cinema had to offer. Mm. You know, like all the greats, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, Steven Spielberg, all, all the um, Quentin Tarantino, all, all the, the movies that really inspired other filmmakers. A lot of them were rated R. A lot of them were, were classified R by the MPAA. Um, I think I, I, out of my family, my, my sister was the one that would kind of try to keep us all in check. And, you know, she was very devoted to her seminary teacher. <laughs> I think she had a crush on him or something. But, um, you know, she, she would, you know, try to shame us all and, and say, oh, you shouldn't be watching this elder to, to my <laughs> my brother who was a return missionary. Or you shouldn't be watching this, Ryan, you know. So, um, but yeah, so this podcast, um, this, this was a very off-the-cuff conversation about our religious backgrounds, about our movie watching background and kind of what this podcast is going to be is uh like you mentioned josh i made a list it's an imdb list and anybody can go check it out um i'll have a, a link in the, the notes here but it's a, a list of about 150 movies and we'll probably add to the list uh, 150 rated R movies that I've enjoyed. I've seen all of them. Um, and what we're going to do is um, you're going to pick a, a movie from the list every week. Yeah, so I get to pick? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to pick for you. I'm, I'm going to make the list, but I, I think okay. you should pick a movie from the list every week. And then the following week, we talk about that movie and how it relates to our, our background. Sure. And, and we can review it and talk about why this movie would be um, so raunchy and so devilish for the average religious moviegoer. Hell yeah, we can talk about all the swear words and all of the questionable material, what immoral material or whatever, you know, it's talked about in the pamphlet. Right. We we welcome your feedback, listeners, if uh, you want to leave a review uh, about how our audio is, about how annoying our voices are. <laughs> about how our jokes aren't funny. But, listen, no, just kind of help us out, you know, we're, we're just doing this for fun mostly, but, um, right. uh, you know, if we get viewership, uh, I, I keep saying viewership. Listener if we keep getting listenership along the way, that'll be great. Cool, man. But um, any other thoughts? No, I'm just, I opened up your list and I'm skimming. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm doing so, some skimming so why, right why now. Why don't we do this? Why don't we, why don't we uh, pick a movie from this list? Okay. And then, so that our listenership knows what movie we'll be reviewing in the next episode. Okay. Just, um, if anyone is listening, please be kind to me because I've heard of many of these amazing movies and I haven't seen any of them. And I'm actually kind of ashamed because I do love movies and I feel like I've missed out on so much stuff. Um, I want to do Fight Club. Yes. Let's go.
Okay. All right. Fight Club. This is this. I, I don't know if it still is, but this was as a teenager. I think most teenagers are around our age. Right. So this was one of my favorite movies. That's part of why I picked this one because it's like it's 1999. Uh-huh. This is like pre. Is it in high school yet? This is like ninth grade, probably. Around, yeah. Right around, like, so maybe high school, freshman ish. And so this is like totally a movie that I. Old, yeah. This is like a movie that I would have seen, yeah. but didn't. So yeah. I, I think I, don't know, I think it's fitting. We're going to start with like a 90s. Movie. Yeah, we, we were 13 when this movie came out. And um, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, this is uh, a movie from one of my favorite directors. It, it's got one of the biggest, uh, one of the great, greatest plot twists in, in some ministry, I, I believe. Even though I, I think most people saw the plot twist coming. Um, well, you may not know what I'm talking spoil about. Anything. I'm not spoil no spoilers, man. Um, we will spoil the movie on the um, the next episode. This so. movie has Meatloaf in it? It has Meatloaf in it. Hell yeah. He doesn't sing, though. He's uh, well, <laughs> he's a supporting actor. But, okay. Um, yeah, Meatloaf plays a, a big part in this. Um, but yeah, so tune, tune into the next episode. We'll be reviewing Fight Club with Brad Pitt and Edward Norton. And, and Meatloaf. And Meatloaf. <laughs> and maybe we'll, we'll eat some Meatloaf while we review it. Should we? Hell yeah. Do you make a good Meatloaf? Oh yeah, I'll make some Meatloaf. Okay. We will eat Meatloaf while watching Meatloaf. Okay. I haven't had meatloaf in a while, in okay. a long time. Well, there may be some real meatloaf involved okay. while we're talking about the movie. Maybe we'll get meatloaf on the podcast. Yeah. Should we call his Let's agent? Let's give him a call. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's alive, right? Oh, God, I, I think hope he's so. Like, <laughs> I hope he's I alive. think he's hanging on. I think he's hanging in there. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Uh, catch us next time on uh, the Unrestricted Movie Podcast. I've been one of your co-hosts, Ryan. And Josh. And we'll see you next time. Bye. The Beast in Me. Is caged by frail and fragile bars Restless by day and by night Ransom rages at the stars God help the beast in me